This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and we're doing something a little bit different today. Got a big NBA slate that we're going to run through, and joining me to do that is my man, Javon Alford from DK Live. Javon, welcome to the program. What's good with you, homie? Hey, I'm glad to be on, Corey. Thanks again uh, for having me on. First time first time on the show, so I'm glad to you know talk about these NBA games because we only had, what, two on Tuesday night, which felt weird, but I'm glad to be on talking about a 10-game slate, so we got a lot to go through. Definitely got a lot to get down to. And that two-game slate yesterday was very trying and frustrating with me. And I know we exchanged some messages. <clears throat> I couldn't. When I woke up yesterday morning and I saw the Oklahoma City Thunder catching eight and a half, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, the way Denver's playing right now, they're not 10 points better than anybody. And obviously right. last night they went ahead and, and they lived up to that number. I like to fade trendy underdogs. And OKC was definitely a trendy underdog yesterday, so I should have stuck with my gut on that one. But um, what I did see something that the Nuggets did last night was we listen. My thing with Nikola Jokic is this: <clears throat> I don't need you having fourteen assists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And shooting three three pointers. I need you to shoot seven eight threes and come down on those assists. And we see they did that last night. Yep. Yeah. That that's 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 what I think a lot of us need. We don't always need the triple tub, triple double every day every game. That's nice. That's you know what I'm saying like that's nice to you know get the you know the 15 14 assists, but leave it to the point guards that you do have or the one that you do have in Jamal Murray, and just do you like you said go play play ball, get into that low post, dominate in the paint, shoot, knock down those jumpers on the perimeter, make the game make the game easier. Yeah, and this it's, it, it does it seems like it was five years ago. But last year I was in um Chicago <clears throat> for NBA All Star Weekend, and um that first Friday night it was blistering cold. That first Friday night, like we was taking Ubers around the corner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I remember one of the Uber drivers we had. He said to me, "Oh, you in town for the All Star Game?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he was like, he grew up in the same village as Jokic. You know what I'm saying? And he kind oh, of like wow. yeah, he was all yeah, it's wild. This is random things that happen when you're riding in Ubers around Chicago and the negative temperatures. But you know what? The rest of All-Star Weekend was not too bad because it, it kind of got up to like the 40s. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that one Sunday, you know what I mean? We chilled out, me and my homies, whatever. We went out to, to uh, I forgot the little name of the area where they had like most of the events at, um, down there on the water in Chicago. And we got to see Megan Thee Stallion, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> perform. Whatever. It was cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest Megan supporter. I liked her better when she was like, just like a straight MC. 
as more than now she's like Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I see her, she ain't got no clothes on, which right. I'm cool with. But by the same token, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I'm just like, well, what happened to the rapping skills? You know what I mean? Yeah, we want to. Yeah, you want to see the bars? You just want to, you know, the full bars that we heard on the mixtapes and yes. the stuff leading up before to it became more. He don't want to say it became more commercialized where they're trying to, you know, promote this certain, you know. What was Hot Girl Summer? Yeah, when Hot exactly. Girl Summer, yeah, when Hot Girl Summer came and it was just like the bars was going. It was no more going on flex. It was no more going, you know what I'm saying? Just, it just was more it was more radio type hits that Yeah, it was had, more radio wanted. and more and more jumping up and down. And I'm like, okay, I'm whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like listen, my shorty's cool. I mean, it's a big, you know, it's a nice Texas girl right there, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I got other things to worry about right now. All right, so let's get ready to hop in here. Enough of that foolishness, you know what I'm saying? And let's just start with the first game on the slate. Um, mm-hmm. going through, going we're going odds via the DraftKings Sportsbook, and the Mercenary Nets are on the road tonight, which it seems like they've played every game at home this season. But they're actually on the road tonight. They go to Cleveland. They're laying ten on the road. The total on this one is sitting at uh two twenty five and a half. You really can't make a total high enough for the Nets right now. But exactly. Kyrie Irving is supposed to be back in the mix. This is what I. This is what I'm saying about this game right here. If Garland and Sexton play, I like the over and I like the Cavs to cover the number, but I think the Nets get the victory, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I would not be surprised if Brooklyn successfully laid the 10 because the three of them together may decide to go off tonight. Yeah, that's that's actually the same way I'm that's actually the same way I'm that my thought process for this game is that I just wrote on uh DKNation.draftkings.com uh, about this particular game. I have the Nets minus 10. But that's without, you know, Garland and Sexton uh, playing. But it's so hard because, like you said, the firepower that we just see with just the Nets with just Durant and Harden. I think Harden and Durant, I think Durant had 30 against the uh, the Bucks, and Harden had 34. I mean, that's 64 points right there between them. And yeah. then you add Irvin. If he comes in, gives you, what, 20, 25 and then Joe Harris, like a 12-15, it could get dark for a Cleveland Cavaliers team that's really, you know, they don't really have a lot on the perimeter right now in terms of scoring options. They do have Larry Nance in the low post. They do have Andre Drummond, who's, you know, always going to get his double-double. That's one thing that you know about Andre Drummond. He's going to get you the prototypical 20-10, and 20-20. and 20. It, it never looks pretty, though. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it, it's not a pretty 20-20. Twenty and 20. Not at all. Not at all. But he still gets it. So that's the. I think that's the only way that the Cavs will be able to score because outside of that, you're leaning on, you know, Steady Osman. You're leaning on Damian Dodson, Isaac Okoro. You know, not really guys that you're really confident saying, I can go to them and get buckets from them. So like you said, if you're – if and I agree with you, if Garland and Sexton play, then you would it would be it would be wise to take Cavs plus ten. But again, even if they do play, you just don't know with you these don't know. with yeah. these three that just been we already saw what Durant and uh, Harden has done in the couple games they played together. Now you add Kyrie, could be a whole it could be another blowout for it for the Cavs who just beat the Knicks only by three. So yeah. Now, that Nick game was a game. I was on the Knicks that game. I'm on the Knicks more so this year than I've been in, in, in years in the past. <clears throat> you know, some of my bad beats in the past couple of years have been via the New York Knicks. I remember one time last year <clears throat> I was going down. I believe I was going to I was going to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. And um I get all uh, I get to so being that I me, I'm a New Yorker, right? So you see, you have the advantage, you can just pull out your your app, whatever app you want to hop on, the DraftKings app, whatever, and you can bet right there down mm-hmm. there in Philadelphia area where you live over up here in New York where I'm at 
I got to rely on a guy in Jersey, right? Right. So that particular day, being that I was flying, I was like, yo, let me go to Newark Airport. And then when I get to the airport, I'll go ahead and put my bets in, you know what I'm saying, and get ready for the night. So I put, I did, a, I did, I did, I had five games. I staked each game singly. And then I had a five team. Then I put a little something on the five team parlay. So I get down to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I hop on the Martyr. Shout out to all the homies in the A, you know what I'm saying? Hop on the Martyr, take it, you know, down into Buckhead. So I get to the room, I check in, you know what I'm saying? Then I hit up this little spot I like to go to when I'm in Atlanta called Twin Peaks, you know what I'm saying? Twin Peaks is like a Hooters type situation, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in there, the beer on minus 20, you know what I'm saying? Got the game on, <laughs> whatever. So I'm watching the games, you know what I'm saying? Chilling and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, the parlay, you know what I'm saying? The first game come down and you know what I'm saying? The next game come down. Then I went, <clears throat> had a little, uh, uh, a friend of mine that I was meeting. So we went and we met up, you know what I'm saying? We in the Cheesecake Factory. And I see like the other two parlays drop, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, Oklahoma City was one of them. You remember how good Oklahoma City was against the spread last year. So that last game was the Knicks and I had the over. And I'm talking about, it was seven points away from the over with three and a half minutes left to go in the game. And I was like, this is in the bag. So I go out, enjoy my night, whatever. So the next morning, I get up, you know what I'm saying, call a young lady to Uber, and then I'm like, I go to check my DraftKings app, and I'm like, wait a minute, it should be more than this. Do you know that this team did not go over the number? Like, they legit, neither team scored for the rest of the game. Well, they're only like only like five points were scored for the rest of the game, and oh, then the Knicks man. had a chance at the free throw line to get, you know, to, to hit the total for the push and send the game into overtime. And Morris missed both the free throws. That's that's the pure definition of a bad beat. Like <laughs> in, 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 in a beat those situations where you're like, oh yeah, this is good. Like they're going, it's no way that they can't get seven points in three minutes. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, how did you not score seven, seven points, points in three, three minutes? minutes between two NBA teams? Which, right. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then that's the day. Then the next day, you know what I'm saying? I had put something. I don't know. LSU was the favorite. And I was like, I'm going to put something on the Bulldogs. And they got boat raced. And then it probably just created a, a, another bad situation. And then you went into one of those runs where I was just up. You know what I'm saying? 24 mm-hmm. hours ago. And now I'm in the midst of a bad run. Second game on the slate tonight. Want to hop into Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the, I saw the opener on this one, I believe, was four or, or four and a half being laid by the Sixers. I personally think the Sixers are going to win the Eastern Conference, but I could be biased because I can't stand the Brooklyn Nets. 221 and a half is the total on this one right here. Boston will be without Jason Tatum from the last word that I heard. I just like Philadelphia at home. This is probably more of a money line thing for me, though. That's why I'm looking at this one right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I like the money line for this game as well. I wouldn't touch the spread just because this Sixers team, you they they've shown they've shown they've shown games where they can be really hot with the shooting, then they go through periods where they're having games with twenty plus turnovers, or you know they're they're letting teams back in the second in the third and fourth quarters, which they've done with the Wizards a few times um, this season. So. I would agree with you. I would definitely, I would feel more confident running with the money line than the spread because five points. I mean, it's it, it, anytime you go against a division rival, that's a little bit tricky. And this is, I think, is going to be Kimba Walker's second game back uh, for Boston. So you do got Kimba, you do got Jalen Brown, who's playing well for the most part without yeah. Tatum and the Sixers. Like I said, we know Embiid's going to get his. That Celtics front court is. Eh, 
so it's, it's okay. I'm just I'm being gracious with that. They're okay, but I think and B is going to get his. But again, five points. That's that's you'll be you'll be sweating that if you take it. Not saying that yeah. you shouldn't, but you'll be <laughs> you'll be sweating it either way. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to sweat that. You know what I'm saying? And this is one of those games right here, too. Like you said, two rivals, you know, historic rivals, division rivals. And I can kind of see a situation where Embiid and Tristan Thompson can mix it up a little bit tonight. So I'd keep an eye out for that. Any thoughts on the total on this one? 221 and a half. That's not that's not bad. I, I, that's not bad because we've seen the Sixers team. They can put up points in a hurry. They can put them. They can put them quickly. They can score a hundred uh, with without 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 any without any problem. Um, you're thinking two twenty one and a half. That means somebody has to get to. I'm trying to do the math in my head right now. If somebody got to get to a hundred and ten. Uh, could I see it? <laughs> I mean, we just saw we just saw the Knicks blow out the Celtics by like thirty. So I mean. With it's like they scored 75 points in that game, but the Knicks defense is a little bit different. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. for the most part, this is a, a total that I'm not going to touch. What about prop-wise? Prop-wise, another prop-wise, another good one. Let's check. Let me look at let's look at the props for that game. Because yeah, uh, well, speaking of props right quick, while you look at that, one thing about the first game I didn't mention uh, when it comes to the props, the Cleveland Cavaliers tend to give up a lot of threes. So mm-hmm. just about every time the Cavaliers are out, you see somebody get hot for three. So I think you can be pretty good in that situation. Or uh, if you're looking at some of those over with those three points made, I think you can look at a, you know a guy like a Joe Harris, maybe even a Kyrie Irving and things like that. If you want to get over the number on on on, on threes made on that one. But as far as Philadelphia and Boston, I really didn't have a chance to check out any props. I don't really see like when my when my props is I go by certain things that I see. I know yep. that you probably study that stuff a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah, no, and going back, like you said, to that um to the Brooklyn Nets Cavs game, I definitely like the Joe Harris, uh Joe Harris over two and a half uh mm-hmm. prop player prop. That's actually one of the that's actually like my best prop that I picked for that game. I'm like I'm very like for some reason this season just getting into more basketball betting. I've been really prone to the three point uh, player yeah. props because I'm like, all right, knowing how the league's going, everybody's trying to be a shooter. <laughs> Teams don't really play good defense, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I definitely like Joe Harris for the Sixers. Uh, I mean, you got you got you got a couple of good, like you got some interesting plus money uh, options right now for the overs. Danny Green over nine and a half plus one hundred four. I don't know. I don't think people should strive for that because he's just so up and down. You so know, he, he can have zero. He can have yeah. And there's been many. There's I've I, I played him. I no lie. I played him in a parlay like beginning of the season. I think it was like a single game uh, parlay on Fanduel with like five things from that game, and he was like the only thing that like killed me along Carol with crazy. like Steph Curry because I think it was like over seven and a half points. And yeah, he couldn't even get seven, seven and a half. Um, but I think you know what? I think Ben Simmons over 14 and a half could be a good one. Uh, yeah. he's he's struggling right now, and there's a lot of people that you know probably thought that he should have been traded, uh, by this traded by this by, by this time last week in the James Harden deal. Uh, he's went over 14 and a half, uh, about. He went on 14 and a half about five times this season. So, you know, if he's aggressive and can get to the line and, you know, really put pressure on that Celtics defense, you think with no Jason Tatum, that takes away one of their, you know, better perimeter, one of their, one of their defenders on the perimeter. So I think Ben Simmons over 14 and a half could be an interesting play. Now I wouldn't put that in a 
parlay or anything. No, yeah, single one, right? Definitely there. single that one and just say, all right, I'm gonna drop a couple of dollars here. Not put your whole bank account on it. Just drop a couple of dollars on there and just keep it pushing. Dallas Mavericks and Indiana Pacers. This game is in Indiana. The Mavericks come to this game a point and a half favorites. The game actually opened up with the Pacers as the favorite. 220 is the total sitting at this one right now. The Pacers are a team that I've had a lot of luck with so far to start the season. Now it's different. No Oladipo obviously going in the trade. Don't have Karis LeVert with the situation that he's going through. Uh, no Miles Turner tonight. Over on the Mavericks side, they have some injury concerns as well too, but they do have Luka and Kristaps Porzingis. I, son, I'm just going with I'm I'm going with the Pacers. I think the Pacers are a better team. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think the Pacers are a better team. I like I, I've watched a couple of their games this season. They do play with a lot of pace and a lot of up and down. And you know, watched them against Golden State. Just watched them recently against the Clippers. You know how they played against them. I like them. I think their offense is more consistent right now than 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 Dallas's offense. I mean, this is a Dallas team that we've seen get you know that 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 couldn't. That couldn't beat the that couldn't beat the Bulls. <laughs> they lost him twice, yeah. I think. <laughs> they lost him twice, and that was with Luca having a triple double. Uh, we seen them get smoked by the Charlotte Hornets earlier this season. So I mean, this is a team where, like you you say, they're they're they're, they're injured, and you don't know who's going to be the other offensive weapons outside of Luca and Kristaps Porzingis. Can Tim Hardaway Jr. step up uh, for them? What about Jalen Brunson? You know. Can they be consistent scores to help them out against a, a against a Pacers team that you know they they play a fast tempo basketball? You got Brogdon, you got Sabonis, who's just been a monster. Sabonis the, is so crazy. Son. He's been a monster in the front court. I mean, anybody that got him in fantasy right now, he's loving every time that he touches the ball because he's just doing just doing numbers uh, for you and your fantasy team. So yeah, I would I would I would side with you. Definitely take the Pacers in this one. More consistent team, the the ride with. Um, right. You you a league pass guy? I am. I was actually. It's funny you say that because I actually just got like one of like a like a email about getting league pass for like one of my streaming services, and I was like, I might have to consider it. More of an yeah. NBA TV guy, but you know, I've dabbled in the league pass here and there. Okay, because if you if you're a league pass guy, you always the Cleveland Cavaliers. Austin Carr is the an, a color uh the color analyst in for uh the Cavaliers. He's mm-hmm. excellent. It's like an old black man, you know what I'm saying? Like an old veteran black man, like real wise, wise and knowledgeable. But every now and then, you could tell he get angry with the young players. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, come, come on, what the hell is wrong with this boy? You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, "I right, pop, slow down." You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, pull your pants up. You're like, "Okay, hold on." You know what I'm saying? So I always get a kick out of watching Austin call. Um, here's an interesting one right here: Detroit Pistons and the Atlanta Hawks. I do not know what to do with this Hawk team. I was on the Hawks coming into the season. They got off to the good start. Mm-hmm. Then they had that nasty losing streak where they just look terrible. They don't really play no defense, but yet they've, they they really go over the total in this game. And then the Pistons may have the least talent in the league. Uh, Derek Rose is washed up. Blake Griffin is washed up. And I'm just like, Atlanta should handle this, but I refuse to lay points with the Atlanta Hawks. Refuse to. So it's really no bet for me unless I see something I like on this total, which would be the under. But then I'm kind of scared to hop on that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame you at all either. I was looking at this game too, just looking at, you know, maybe if there's any props that are that are good for this game. Cause like you said, Atlanta, they started out really hot. I mean, we saw them against Brooklyn. They look they were they were clicking. I mean, they were offense was flowing. Then we see, you know, just, you know, over the last, you know, a couple of weeks, they haven't really been playing, you know, that hot of basketball. You hear about the whole you know, 
whatever you want to call it, rift between John Collins and Trey Young that, you know, people are trying to make assumptions that, oh, this is derailing this team and Trey Young haven't been the same since what's the what's the other thing? What's the other one? That Trey Young hasn't been the same since Steve Nash said something during the game against uh the Nets about uh about how he gets fouls called and yeah. just a whole you know, bunch of bunch of stuff. Oh, like you know, he, Steve Young, should, I mean, Steve Nash should keep, keep his mouth shut because right. he was just one of the most craftiest dudes in the NBA in his day. Listen, he's doing the same thing James Harden does. He, exactly. knows, how to get to the, he knows how to get to the free throw line. Exactly. And that's not a problem. Yep. No, it's not. It's more points for the team. So, I mean, that falls on your defense for knowing how to defend it or not trying to get into uh into foul trouble. Like you said, this game is at, what, four and a half right now? You would think that the Hawks can do it, but again, we just saw this Pistons team like a couple. I'm gonna say a couple nights ago, blow out the Heat in the first game of their of their two game mini series. But that was without Butler. That and was company. like a COVID a COVID yeah, Heat team. That was yeah. a COVID Heat team. So I mean, four and a half. Uh, I don't know. Player prop wise, I know this might be a risky bet. I do like Trey Young over two and a half three pointers made. Eventually, he has to break out of his slump. No and, I, and I feel like this could be the game to do it. I know he's shooting 27.4% from three-point range, which is not like Trey Young at all. But they're going against the Pistons defense. That's allowing 38.9% from three. And they're allowing teams to shoot over 42% in their last three games. So if, if there's ever a game that Trey Young could have this breakout performance, I think it could be against this against his Detroit Pistons team. So, again, sing another single-card type item like I did last night with Donovan Mitchell, a volatile shooter who had over three-and-a-half, who had to hit over three-and-a-half. Um, uh, Three-pointers, same with Trey Young. I would put him on a single ticket and see if he can hit and go over two-and-a-half. I think I'll join you on that one there tonight, my man. Uh, Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors. Listen, I am auto-fading the Raptors, kind of like the Jets. You know what yes. I'm saying? Please just, do. Yeah, I'm just auto fading the Raptors. I don't care what it is. I know they, they've had a couple of better. They've looked better recently, but Toronto's not good. I don't like the situation they got them down there in Tampa. They look like a different team. Siakam is not playing well right now, and Anobi's not stepped up. Norman Powell is playing better, but I don't like the Raptors at all. But, but Miami, without Butler and with all the injuries concerns they got, make, leads us to be a no bet. Any other time, I'd be hammering the heat right here. Oh, I agree with you. Any other if you if you if you had Jimmy Butler uh with Bam Abadayo, with Hero, with Robinson, like you said, this is a no-brainer. But again, you don't know. They're starting to get health, they're starting to get health healthier with you know the COVID, with the COVID safety protocols. So you know, if if but when Butler comes back, definitely go back towards the heat. And I agree with you with the Raptors. They are just not look they have not looked the same at all since last season. I don't think a lot of people would want to talk about it, but them not having Ibaka and Gasol in that front court really yes. has hurt that team and that dynamic because they're not getting that same production, you know, from their front court right now. You know, Siakam, you know, really hasn't, like you said, hasn't played well. And Aaron Baines has been just a guy. He's just yeah, just a turn, exactly. just a turn, turnstile right there at center. And then you see a lot of people saying, well, maybe they should put Chris Boucher. Who know who's really starting to step up off the bench in the starting lineup, but then you're taking a lot away from your bench production that you need because you're not getting it from your starting front court. So they're in a weird situation. Probably not the best season for the Raptors, but you never know. They might get hot and maybe sneak into the playoffs, but that's a lot of ifs right now. 
no doubt we the north we the south whatever the case may be i'm not with it right now and listen i think nick nurse is one of the best coaches in the nba but he's having a tough time with this bunch right here mm-hmm. and you know you know kyle lowry fred van vliet no problem with those two guys but um the rest of the raptors don't look like they're the same team orlando magic and minnesota timberwolves um Boy, I tell you, the Magic are in what it got to be like a five, six game losing streak, something the like Tim- that. The Timberwolves, yeah, the Timberwolves can't seem to get out their own way. Calling Anthony Towns, who I have on one of my fantasy teams, you put him in the lineup, you take him out the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, he gets healthy and gets back out there soon. Oh man, this right here is also a stay away from me. Well, not really because I do like the under, but the total is starting to tick back up again. And that's that, that. When I see that number start to to, to climb back up, I, I start to get nervous. Yeah, I don't blame you. And I was just looking at player props for myself because I remember earlier before the show, I saw some player props for you know Cole Anthony, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Aaron Gordon. Now those props have been taken down, so I don't know what is technically going on with the Magic. But yeah, I'm not. This is like one of those games where you probably want to just stay away from even watching it because it's just like. Eh. This Magic team just not playing well ever since they got blown out by the Sixers like late last late last month by like 30 points. This like the they just haven't been the same team. And then obviously losing Markel Fultz was a big loss for them because they don't have any depth at point guard. There's no DJ Augustin either who moved on to free agency. So now they're pretty much leaning on a lot of Terrence Ross, a lot of uh, Cole Anthony. Uh, right now and you know anybody else that they could you know possibly you know have playing at the at, in the backcourt right now for them this is funny um because this number opened up at 219 dropped all the way to 216 and now it's back up to 219 again so i don't have no streams information in front of me right now maybe i i, I can't think what's moving this total like this I can't think of it either. And I mean, unless it's Fournier playing, is Fournier playing tonight? Because if Fournier plays, then I would, then I would say I would consider laying the points with the Orlando Magic. Um, I haven't seen no recent information on that. Try to get you an update on that before we get up out of here. But there's no reason for this line to be moving like this with these. But I don't know if any of either of these teams get over 100 points. And that's the and that's the thing when you look at. You know, like you said, when you look at the under, when you look at the point totals for game, you're always thinking who's going to try to hit that, you know, hit that number that you need to hit. And you look like you say, look at these two offenses. You're like, I don't see nobody hitting, you know, 100. And, you know, and we look at uh, Evan Fournier fantasy labs just tweeted out and said that Evan Fournier, who's dealing with a back injury, ill available to play on Wednesday. So maybe that could be the reason why we're starting to see that number start to boost up a little bit but we again we don't know if he's for sure going to play he's just available yeah so that's going to be interesting keep an eye on that one uh if Fournay does get out there i think i would man would i lay the number with the magic i would consider laying the number with the magic or that money line could end up being in a parlay now here's another here's an interesting one right here um the phoenix suns and the houston rockets phoenix comes into this game um Phoenix had like a week off because of health and safety protocols, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're, they're on the road, but they had that week off. Why? So they were supposed to be on this big road trip, but they're kind of like, you know, kind of bouncing around the country right now. They're a six-point road favorite. We've seen road teams do good so far this year. The Rockets really don't have anything, in my opinion, but Oladipo is there. No, don't have no John Wall tonight. 
You got to think Oladipo is going to have to do the majority of the scoring. Christian Wood has been amazing so far this season. He should probably be your NBA uh, most improved player. Um, I, I I like the Suns on the money line. I can be talked into laying the number with the Suns tonight too. But Houston is just like, you know, I don't like to be Javon on so much of a public side. Mm-hmm. And the Suns are a real public side tonight. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like you said, there's no John Wall. That really takes a blow to the offense because you're only left with Victor Oladipo in his second game, Christian Wood, P.J. Tucker, David Naba. I mean, then as you go down the list of options, you're like, this is not a pretty option. But you got to think, you know, with them not having many offensive weapons, it's going to be a lot of Victor Oladipo and Christian Wood tonight, which is why I'm thinking – about possibly playing, and this might be a risky play, possibly playing the over on Christian Wood rebounds, which is 10 and a half. It's a risky yeah. play because of knowing who's in the uh in the Suns front court with DeAndre Ayton and you know um I'm trying to think Ayton, Sarich, Crowder, but more so DeAndre Ayton. But we look at the number 10 and a half, he's averaging 10.7, he's went over the 10 and a half mark about six times already this season um, with back-to-back 15 and 18 point, uh, 18 rebound performances against the Spurs. Uh, and he almost had 10 again against the, uh, against the Bulls, but he didn't get to that number. So I'm thinking about playing that game because both these teams really don't rebound the ball well um, at, in general. So maybe there could be some option and could be some play there for him. Yeah, that's interesting uh, right there. Uh, interesting look at those props. That 218 and a half does seem a little high as well, but I don't mm-hmm. have enough information on that right now. Sacramento Kings, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Clippers 10-point favorites at home against the Kings team that just come out there and they try hard every night. 230 is the total. You really can't set totals too high enough for the Kings either. Listen, I'm not going to play this, but if I see a couple of my early bets fall, I may throw $5, $10 on the money line for the Kings. I, I I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame you because we've seen this Kings team have moments this season where they just where where they just come out of nowhere and just have these amazing uh, amazing games. I want to say I think I did one of those like yourself. Uh, I want to say when they played the Pacers, I yeah. did like a live bet. I was like, I gotta get on this. I gotta get on this money line because they're just something about it, and then they end up pulling out the victory. And like you said, the, the over the total for this game. You can never have a number high enough because this Kings team will put up a lot of points, but they'll also give up a lot of points as well. So uh, you might, like you said, money line might be a good play depending how, you know, depending on everything goes. So the kid Halliburton, mm-hmm. he's tough as nails. Yes, he is. Ice water in his veins type player. And I remember I was watching them a couple of weeks ago. It might have been New Year's Eve. They were playing the Rockets. And... um. I don't. I remember it, it was put like this. It was around New Year's. Yeah, I think it was. I think they may have played the Rockets on New Year's Eve, and then Halliburton missed the game after. And he hit a three in front of the Rockets bench with like a minute and change left, and like everybody on the Rockets bench was in his ear. And he knocked the three down, and he turned around, and he ice grilled the bench. And I was like, oh yeah, I rock with this kid right here. He's a very good young ball player. They're gonna have to get. I would get rid of Buddy Hield. I mean, if you're the king, you probably you you could probably get a very good package for Buddy Hill for teams that are looking, you know, for that for a streak shooter. <laughs> yeah, basically, for somebody that's looking like that, because like you said, Halliburton's playing so well for him off the bench, and it's and, and I think people, a lot of people, were surprised that Halliburton fell that far 
in the draft, considering the teams in front of the Kings that you think could use a player of his stature. And he lands in a situation in Sacramento where he doesn't have to be the guy. He can just play basketball. And even though his jump shot form is not the prettiest or not the smoothest that a lot of people would like it to be, it still works. And he's just been playing. It's just like you said, it just seems like nothing phases him at the moment right now. Yeah, nah, he's doing well. Um, yeah, so if with, with healed, I mean, how many 11 three point games are you gonna have, son? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times are you gonna come out there and shoot like three of 11 from three? I'm just like, it, 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 it gets tiring after a while. Like, in me, like, why do you want to, why do you want to be J.R. Smith? You know what I'm saying, son? I, I just don't, he, I, I'm not a big buddy heel guy, as you can tell. Nah, and I think I think a lot of people had, you know, hope for him, especially especially with the season that he had in um especially with the season that he had in Oklahoma. I think a lot of people thought like, all right, maybe he could be like, you know, this prolific three point shooter coming in the league, but it just like you said, it hadn't panned out then last season with his, you know, they thought, you know, with him with him being upset to being moved to the bench and wanting to be traded and he didn't get traded and just a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of some just a whole bunch of stuff and it didn't you know it's not working out for him right now at all San Antonio Spurs Golden State Warriors Warriors are a one point favorite in this one looking at 228 as the total when the Spurs have their core pieces when DeRozan is playing when Aldridge is playing the Spurs are one of my favorite bets on the board I like the Spurs tonight I like them catching that one I like them on the money line now don't get me wrong the Warriors it look like a team you don't want to get in front of right now. Mm-hmm. But I just think when the Spurs have all their pieces going on the road, I, I like the Spurs. I like the Spurs tonight. Now, listen, not, the Golden State Warriors just blew me up a, a parlay on MLK Day. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that with a 22-point deficit for them to come back. And, son, it's nothing worse than waking up, you know what I'm saying, especially out here on the East Coast. You wake up and you're like, what happened to the parlay? Right. And, 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 and it's LeBron James. God, you know, son, LeBron James is horrific against the spread. He 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 does he does not care about our money. That's what it seems like. <laughs> he does not care about our money. And, and and that was surprised me because it literally it it was it was the perfect storm for the Warriors because Kelly Oubre has not been playing good really this entire season. Then he has a twenty three point game. Pascal's giving buckets off the bench. Wiggins has a solid game, and then the Lakers just somehow just blow it like. It's kind of amazing that it actually happened the way that it happened because this is not a this is not a very prolific Golden State team. It's a okay Golden State team. You thought the yeah, Lakers no. should have been able to just run away with it completely. On MLK Day, I was like, listen, this the Lakers were actually good against the spread this year. You know what I'm saying? They were they were they were, you know, obviously they're always laying big points and mm-hmm. they was covering numbers. And I'm like, okay, I get behind them. But even then I still put the money line in the parlay. Just to be safe, you know what I'm saying? And I'm coming up on the back end of, of, of what should have been a parlay that I, a three-team parlay that I hit on MLK Day. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The Lakers lost that game. What do you think about the Spurs tonight, though? Like you said, if they have when they have all their complement of pieces, you know, they're 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 they they're they're you know, they're good, you know. And I think a lot we don't pay attention to the Spurs because they're the Spurs, you know. It's like, all right, yeah, the Spurs are here. They you they don't play exciting brand of basketball. But they still find a way to get the job done. Like you said, he still got all, you know, DeRozan, Aldridge, uh, Patty Mills off the bench, who's really playing well. Yeah. Uh, really playing well this season, averaging 14.7 points a game, and he's shooting 45% from uh from three and 47% from the field. And he's almost shooting making 90% of his free throws, which is impressive for a guy of his age and stature. And that's, you know, not 
you know, in the minutes that he's playing right now, he's almost got that 50, 40, 90, which a, which a lot of players, you know, it's hard for them to strive for. So I like the Spurs in the situation because, again, I also don't know what type of Golden State team we're going to get. You know, can Kelly Oubre build off his performance against the Lakers where he did score 23 and play confident? And, you know, if if he, if he does that with Wiggins and company, then I think it could be a game. But, again, we're dealing with a lot of ifs. We know Steph Curry is going to show up. But what about the surrounding pieces around him? Yeah. Now, right quick, let me let me touch on Uber and I'm going to tell you something about the Spurs. Um, I think I saw this before the Laker game. If you was to take the Golden State Warriors three point percentage as a team, mm-hmm. if you was re- was to remove Kelly Oubre from that, they would go up like ten points. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And which is and which is why it's so puzzling because a lot of people said, "Well, you see the way Oubre played at the end of last season. What have happened from the end of last se- from last season to this season? Where had what happened Ex- to that player? Ex- expectations." Yeah, 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 I, I would agree. Yeah, because he was looked at as he was looked at as the guy to not to be the not to be the clay replacement, but to possibly you know replace that production along with uh, Andrew Wiggins. Yep, and I think that those expectations may have got to him early. So hopefully he settled down and he, and he gets himself together. Um, Keldon Johnson and Dejounte Murray. Excellent, 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 excellent. I am really a big fan of Keldon Johnson. Yeah, he's a guy that you know a lot of people you know coming out in the draft. They really weren't talking. They weren't. They were. They were talking about, but they. It was more so like, all right, what will he be? What can he become in the NBA? And he didn't really. He showed some flashes last season, but really not enough. Where it was like, um, like unlike Tyler Hero, which really just like he exploded onto the scene but now like you said where you're starting to see, he's he's confident you see the reap you know they're reaping the benefits right now in, in san antonio of his play and you know it's you again talk about another diamond in the rough draft pick you know yep. for him that's now that's now playing good and that's and that's what you need for a team like the spurs that's has a lot of veterans you need the young guys like Kelton and Johnson, like DeJounte Murray, who's not getting enough credit for the way he's playing this season. And again, he's I think, a triple double like every night. Right. And I think, again, it's because they play in San Antonio. So it's like, all right, yeah, San Antonio, the Spurs. Yeah, we know the Spurs, Popovich and company. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing. We've seen it before. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But again, they're, you're having guys that are putting up tremendous numbers. And it's just like, all right, again, it's good. You need this. If you're the Spurs and you want to get back to the playoffs after missing it for the first time in what, 20 something years? The, you need those guys to step up and continue to play well to help out the veterans. 